Welcome. Welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice, senior editor from Above the Law. I am joined by other editors from Above the Law. I've got Catherine Rubino, who has been here for a while, and Christopher Williams, who has been on the show before when he was kind of part-time working with us, but this is your first show as a full-time member of the Above the Law editorial team. So welcome to the party. It feels good to have health insurance. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, little things, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I feel like without any further ado, we should begin with the first segment we always begin the show with, oh, which geez. is small talk. How, how's that, everybody? That seemed particularly aggressive as a sound effect. Today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> how's everybody's weekend? Good? Mine was fantastic. Oh, yeah? What'd you do? I actually made a quick trip to Disney World this weekend. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, well, a cousin was getting married in Florida and uh, tacked on a day to visit Disney's Hollywood Studios because I haven't been since they opened up Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars. Oh, that Star Wars thing. Okay. Nice. Which was super. That's just a laser. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go on. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. No, it was crazy fun. Um, there are two uh, really great rides there, Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run. You know, we are not getting any advertising dollars here from Disney, <laughs> so you don't need to go too deep on this. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> no, fair enough. Well, I mean, cool. We're not getting any Disney dollars. Well, yeah, well, cool. I'll I, just take it in free park admission. Yeah, fair enough. Know? Oh, well, I'm, I'm pretty cheap. Like you, and you've gone to Florida, and so you're back and uh, presumably Hopefully. going to get COVID. So that's <laughs> well, uh, good for you. I'm, I mean, well, I am, again, fully vaccinated. And Disney does have some pretty Yeah, strict... that didn't work for me. Oh, <laughs> fair. Fair. But, fair enough. Uh, but Disney does have some pretty strict um, masking regulations for all indoor spaces. So it was not, you know, of places in Florida, I imagine Disney's one of the safer. Fair enough. a bunch of qualifiers, frankly. Cool. Chris, what about you? Well, now I'll be angry if I don't get a pair of uh, uh, Mickey ears, because that's really all I was waiting for. I was waiting (laughs) for it. Oh, and I thought of you, but hey, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I was still entertained in my house, like a good person afraid of COVID. I started Mm -hmm. this uh, show called The Good Place. Yeah. I love that one. I'm a fan of, and um, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's, if it's because of uh, my love of dead philosophers, or the more obvious thing, my choice in glasses. But I've been compared to Chitty before, <laughs> and I, at first I was like, "Who do you think you are? I'm not reducible to some character." But then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, I am okay. reducible to a character." <laughs> <laughs> I see. It. I feel like I'm old. I'm old. Uh, Royalties, because I thought I was the only person that displayed that level of indeterminacy and stress <laughs> over choice making over hats. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually stunned you haven't watched this show before now because of your philosophy kick. Like, I feel like this show was made more or less for you. Yes, but I was too busy reading Kierkegaard. Uh, <laughs> How very cheaty of you. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is all amazing. How far into it are you? Still got a bunch more to binge, or did you finish the series? Oh, so there was a point yesterday when I was on season two, and now I'm on season four, episode three. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like, I think I slept at some point. Okay. (laughs) Like, you know, once the uh, Sisyphean boulder gets rolling, it gets rolling. Like, I run through (laughs) shows, so. Well, all right. How about you, Joe? Yeah, I I was less exciting. I drank a lot of stuff that new stuff, stuff I 
won't necessarily try again. Yeah, Ooh. tequila and soda is now a thing. Like I did not know that, but apparently, what? like that's that's the new hard seltzer option out there. Instead of having the kind of vaguely vodka soda, it's now vaguely alcohol. tequila soda. Yeah. I don't know. I Mr. T is not my friend. No, I mean I'm fine with margarita because if you put enough sugar in anything, it, it it's 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 palatable. Palatable, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, cool. I mean, anytime I even get a whiff of tequila, I am just transported back to bad decisions. It just it's a terrible smell in my mind. Speaking of bad decisions, let's get back to talking about the law. That was not not smooth. It's not mm. your, not my favorite transition of yours. I mean, do you not think that becoming lawyers was a bad decision on all our parts? Says here we are. Well, anyway, I'm just going to keep going because okay, keep I, I will not let you bring me down here. You'll <laughs> leave it to the Supreme Court to bring you down this week. See, now there's uh, a good, that's a professional level transition. You're uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about the Supreme Court this week because the Supreme Court term just kicked off. That means it's that time of year again. Do you not have a kickoff sound effect? Um, that's a great question. Yeah, for I can't believe I'm at I am like full in Stockholm syndrome over here when I'm asking for the sound effects. Yeah, I mean, I got a I got a sound effect for this year's Supreme Court. Yeah, that work there that make you happy. No, it is suffice. I'd have preferred like the SpongeBob, my leg, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to start beefing up the soundboard. I know I say that every week, but anyway, I just have kind of the, the originals. Hey, so the Supreme Court's kicking off, which means that we need to get into that. If you have not guard take- your rights, but you still have them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not going to last all that long. Exactly. Hey, if, if you haven't taken our Supreme Court quiz, we have that up on the website. So by all means, go there. Test how much you know about the upcoming term. We're going to talk about some of the primary cases here. And, then, you know, maybe after the show, take our quiz on the website, because then uh, you'll be armed. You have a with chance some... to do a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, where should we start? We have so many. Field, your choice, your choice. Is it fielder's choice or batter's choice? Is that a thing? Fielders. It, it's where you could get the person out at second or first and you throw it to second, for instance. That huh. means it's a fielder's choice. It means Baseball the, is not. It means the person sports. at first didn't really get a hit because they would have been out. But the fielder made a choice to let them get to first to get the other guy. Oh, let's start. That. Let's start on the bad foot and then work our way toward whimsy. Okay. Yeah. Bad foot. Well, I mean, there's a lot of bad feet, my friends. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll, Tarantino. We'll start. We'll, we'll, oh, wait. We we forgot our um our real quick our new feature that we developed last week, the running of the clowns. <laughs> which is we talk about the absolutely ridiculous thing things in law that various Trump people do. I forgot about that one. Oh God. This week's dumb things in Trump bill, Omarosa was involved in a lawsuit. Yeah, involved in a lawsuit with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's people argued that she'd violated non-disclosure agreement. Uh, We have talked last week about non-disclosure. I think it was last week. Maybe it was a week before about Trump's non-disclosure agreements and how much trouble they're getting him in. Because, you know, you can't just say that the uh, damages for a breach of the non-disclosure are are infinite. Money. Well, she has prevailed with an arbitrator about the non-disclosure agreement that she signed. The arbitrator finding it was completely unenforceable because it included clauses like she was barred from speaking about Trump or anyone ever related to Trump, including his children's grandchildren, 
for hey. all of eternity. Uh, and <laughs> and the judge and the arbitrator was like, well, this is clearly just a joke. So I'm not enforcing it. This raises the question whether or not this will end up blowing up all of his agreements, because if we learned anything from the lawsuit involving Mary Trump and this one, it seems as though all of Trump's NDAs were written with this sort of draconian insanity, which is unenforceable. Which, so but also kind of like brings the point back to the mentality within Trump world. Right. Which is that if you just like throw enough threats into something, you'll never actually have to enforce these things in court, because I think every lawyer would say, well, I mean, a judge, an arbiter, whatever is not going to it's going to say that these contracts are unenforceable. Like it's it, it seems like pretty obvious. Yeah. Oh, well. So, yeah, that happened. That did happen. That happened. That is our weekly catch up, I guess, with the, the clowns. I didn't realize that was a double clown horn there. That, that's why I talked over it. All right. Now let's get to the Supreme Court. We've wasted enough time on that. So Dobbs, let's start there. OK, why don't okay. you give us like the uh, Dobbs is a case rising, a great one. rising out of Mississippi, like most scary things do. It is the <laughs> 15 week abortion ban that they have created or restriction, as they call it. It's not really a ban, they say. It's just a 15 week mm -hmm. restriction. That is a distinction without a difference, my friends. I mean, it seems like a bold take to not call this a ban. But nonetheless, this would, of course, put it at odds with the constitutionally protected right to have an abortion up through the end of the second trimester without any encumbrances, I mean, with reasonable encumbrances, blah, 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 Casey. But this would seem to go after that. So where are we on this? We're about to have Casey no longer be the dominant standard with it. Reproductive freedom is what we are. Oh, pff, Casey, I think you're going to lose Roe, too. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I do think that a number of legal commenters have said that the thinking is that Roe will die by a thousand cuts and they'll never actually write the words, thereby overruling Roe v. Wade. And, you know, I think that that's probably likely. I think that that Casey may be very much overruled, but I'm not I sure. Mean I, I have certainly heard that. And then Jeffrey Tubin actually is one of the primary people who uh, coined who, who coined the thousand cuts theory. And it's because he's, you know, he's used to things requiring a thousand strokes to get finished. But uh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You went you went far for that. And I appreciated every moment. Of See, no, nobody like owe me a beer. Yeah, see, <laughs> nobody. Dinner? No, this is a you know we are not currently a video cast, but like this is the one thing about being on video is as you started trying to make a Tubin joke and I frantically started <laughs> waving my arms and like <laughs> on video that will come across and not look nearly as good. But I was like, you need to stop here. It yeah, I got it. Here it comes. <laughs> as Tubin might say, here it comes. Oh, uh, so second anyway. beer. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, so we're dealing with the potential of an abortion case. This obviously is supercharged by virtue of the recent Texas decision on the shadow docket where the justices allowed a, a weirdly procedural abortion ban, as we've discussed before, to go mm -hmm. into effect, which suggests that they might be willing to do that again. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I think that the conservative justices have been on sort of a, a media tour being like, we're not partisan, which is basically prelude to them doing an incredibly partisan thing. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, yeah. 
I wish I could be more hopeful, but I don't think that reproductive freedom is long for large swaths of this country. And I think that that is incredibly upsetting. And I wish that the Congress would make some movement on that issue, but it appears to be stalled as well. I wonder how long it'll take until businesses start doing, like, you know how their their places have like tourism reasons to go out. I think I saw some article that was like, there's going to be an increased number of abortions around Mexico on the border, uh, especially for mm. spots in Texas. But as Southern states continue to find creative and just clear ways to thousand cut row, I wonder what's going to happen. Speaking, yeah, I yeah, know. Speaking of creative ways, the Texas case, of course, was the case in which the government can't, the, the state of Texas cannot enforce their law. Only private individuals can enforce it, and they can enforce it by filing private lawsuits against anyone who helped someone get an abortion but can't go after the people getting abortions themselves, whatever. It was a screwy way to try and get around the fact that Roe still exists for the next couple of months. That said, uh, I will throw in regarding the creativity I heard from the person who wrote that law in Texas, uh, who was complaining to me about an article I wrote in which I accurately described what he did. Um <laughs> Yeah, but I think he thought he was talking to a non-lawyer and that like vague threats were going to be carry the day. Carry, yeah. Instead, I was like, no, no, I'm literally wrote this because you said this because you said that. Back me up here. But anyway, he put Facts it. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah but he mm-hmm. put in a amicus brief here in which he concludes and he says, I'm not calling for that. My words were carefully chosen. And I'm like, yeah, they were carefully chosen to call for that without, (laughs) you know, with some like dumb, plausible deniability. But he concludes by saying that, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily saying you should use this case to overturn Obergefell. But if you did. Yeah. But it is justified by this, you know, this case to do that if you wanted to. Anyway, so, yeah, he's. Uh, he's trying to get them to take a reasoning in this case that would result in also getting rid of gay marriage, because why not? I mean, they're coming for everything, right? They have a a clear majority on the court and will for generations at this rate. So, I mean, why not? Yeah, unless uh, generations, unless we institute some sort of, I don't know, staggered term limits or something. Sure. Anyway. But yeah, absent some sort of, legislative solution. Why wouldn't they try to be, you know, philosopher kings for decide what they want? Yeah, well, don't worry. We'll see. This opinion, of course, is uh, what should we call it? Um, RBG's hubris, uh, as I will call it. Uh, This is the decision that will undo everything she spent most of her life defending because she couldn't bring herself to retire when everybody said, maybe you should retire. Don't worry. Breyer's going to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so is Clarence Thomas. If it's any, well, yeah, yeah. It's any consolation I mean, yeah. at all. Who would be the first one removed? If we had a term limit system, he would be the first one up to be removed mm-hmm. under that, but whatever. Anyway. Well, uh, let's take a break now for an ad and come back and talk about, I don't know, guns. But for now, let's talk to let's hear from Lexicon. 
Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal services and technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, HR, billing, client intake, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. All right, so New York Rifle Association, I, I don't even remember the exact terms. Anyway, these are the folks who are now suing to expand the Second Amendment further. Obviously, Heller decided for the first time in the entire history of the United States that the Second Amendment means you get to have guns, which despite how much people like to quote the right to bear arms, uh, it ignores the whole rest of the Second Amendment, which does not mean that you get to have guns. Well, but you know, the text isn't really what's so important for text textualism. Yeah, no, that's mm -hmm. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, this is the rule that says that, well, New York here had a rule against you being able to go, you know, carry your guns in public. Obviously, you could own them, but to uh, run around carrying them without yeah, a permit guns to town. Yeah, don't take yes. Yeah, yeah, no, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Johnny some, Cash reference. Yeah. Right? Isn't that a Johnny Cash song? Don't take your guns to town. If it's not, we need to copyright it. I thought it was Kenny Rogers. Am I? Well, I feel like a lot of those songs people re-record. I think I have heard a Johnny Cash version. I guess is what I'm saying. No, maybe. No, that is that is, that is that is Johnny Cash. Ha. Yeah. No, Did no, I, no. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Did I out music you on you it's very easy to out music me i am not i am not uh, I am not, not, a, not on 70s country western you were like really interesting i i well, you were older than me first of all oh my god that's what this was <laughs> i fell in i fell for that <laughs> wow you wow know, well, memory goes with time yeah well, uh, well set up i did not well, see this as you coming in at one point have pets named after 70s country western stars uh, I did have a couple of pigs named Willie and Waylon. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely know more about country music than I do. Fair enough. Point is, this is way off the topic. The point is uh, <laughs> that New York says you can't have guns without a permit, which they limited to people who, you know, really needed guns. That is being challenged. Obviously, Heller did not. Heller even straight up says the right to have guns is not unlimited. However, they are going to try and make it unlimited here. All signs point to that being what comes out of this. The argument is that the word bear means you can have it at all times. Weird that the whole well-regulated militia part has disappeared here. But, you know, so what's up with guns? Any thoughts? Anyone? Uh, terrible things. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, this one is I'm less certain of a negative outcome for than I am in the abortion Mississippi case. I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I think that Roberts will, I think, side with the, the liberals on this. Well, in this case, it probably not even the liberals, uh, but he'll side with Scalia, as weird as that sounds, and just kind of stop mm -hmm. at Heller. Right. Is my, yeah, that's a possibility. Right. And and I guess the question is, Gorsuch, is he the, another one that maybe will? No, no, no probably not. We're probably going to have got all the guns, all the places. Yeah. This conversation lets me to know that I need to take the Supreme Court justice quiz on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. it's fun. 
But yeah, no, I love how you kind of turned yourself all the way around there, Catherine. You started with, I'm not as certain of a negative outcome, then went through the numbers and went, oh my God, we're going to die. God, we are screwed for <laughs> a really long time, you guys. Yeah, no, it, it, this is very likely. It's always a, this course became the subject of some dumb law professor infighting when Josh Blackman wrote that thing about how, you know, there was an amicus brief that involved former Judge Ludwig about uh, where he, you know, was suggesting that no, in fact, gun ordinances that bar you from having them in public predate the Constitution and are under kind of a very originalist, originalist, which he himself isn't. But obviously he knows that a lot of the court is. uh, And that's who this amicus brief is aimed towards, said, you know, Clearly, the Second Amendment was not intended to be a free for all. Like it wasn't meant to turn the city streets into Fortnite. And yet here we are. Yeah, I I mean, I do think it's kind of interesting that Judge Ludwig has written this brief. And I think you wrote you wrote about it as well, Joe. Maybe maybe somebody will agree with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he didn't write it alone, but he joined well, sure. it. Yeah. And it's just the pettiness of Josh Blackman to like write this mean spirited attack on a very, very conservative judge just happening to say, hey, wait a minute. There's no legal can, there's no legal justification for any of this. Conservatives can come on, out on the right side. I mean, of, Warren Berger was a right wing crazy person, and he was the first and in, in a famous video clip to say that the idea that the Second Amendment means you get to have guns all the time is a lie upon the American people. So like right. it's it used to be a much more common conservative belief. Anyway, yeah. well, yeah. Did you want to talk a little bit about what Blackman said or? No, he just he just criticized the former judge to the extent that his father had been killed in a carjacking incident years earlier. And Blackman decided to say, well, that's why he's soft on guns, uh, which is untrue, given that there are warrants in this whole opinion, which is not just his. It's a number of people's and it's just kind of generally despicable. But yeah, yeah, anyway, it's the yeah. yeah. This does not make me excited. Yeah. Oh, well, on the other hand. Things going to get fun when we're all strapped up every time we have to go into the office. That's a terrible thing. No, I I agree. I also think my aim is terrible. Like I, I, I know it video is. Games. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. When I need the water cooler, everybody better get away from the water cooler. <laughs> yeah. Well, good news. We'll never have to go back to the office because we're going to live in a constant COVID hellscape, which means yeah. we'll be working from home for forever. I mean, you can call it a COVID hellscape. I call it my living room. Yeah. <laughs> we mean so, the same words without distinction. But hey, you know, one feels nicer. See, it seems like you're besmirching his living room. And I, I feel like, you know, it's why are you besmirching his well-appointed living room? As the French say, it is a shitty living room, but it's mine. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, may, maybe that was right. Again, no video here. Uh, well, before we move on, uh, we're going to talk about going to school next. So, you know, you went to law school. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, I did. And you know why I did to be an accountant. No, oh, no. I oh. went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of NOTA, a no cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts and real time bank data. Visit trustnotacom slash legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. So talking about school, uh, Harvard. Yes, never heard of her. Yeah. Harvard's getting sued. Yeah. This is the latest effort to 
go after affirmative action. After years of trying and failing to get uh, get all the justices on board with feeling sorry for white kids who are bad at school, they have now decided to create a and I, I have more thoughts on this, so I'll just say it now and then we'll we'll break it down. Uh, their new argument is that Asian American students are being discriminated against by Harvard because not enough of them are getting in because of diversity mandates. It is kind of the latest in the dating back to the bell curve era of utilizing Asian Americans as this like a model minority proxy that allows them to make all the arguments that they want to make as white people. But everyone gets skeeved by is my kind of takeaway. But that's where we are. This obviously brings us back to the old Abigail Fisher case, uh, which, you know, we dubbed uh, Becky with the bad grades case. (laughs) That one failed largely on the back of Kennedy, who is not there anymore, replaced. Yeah. Yeah. This was the moment. I mean, the as I said, the entire term is the moment for the sad trombone. But thoughts on what's about to happen to Harvard? I mean, as you said, it was on the back of Kennedy that the original version got saved. I don't see Kavanaugh sticking with the Kennedy reasoning. So here we are. The thing that gets me about cases like these is that it's a lot to do with young adults or frankly, some of them teenagers, kids who regardless of what happens are likely going to fail up like these are kids who are like, oh, my God, they only have a three point nine seven woe is me, maybe maybe they got in because they're Black. No, they're all excellent. <laughs> it's like... Well, well the people who like, aren't excellent hmm? who are at... Har- the people who are not don't have excellent grades at Harvard are legacies, right? Right. Which tend yeah. to be white folks. Yeah. That's the real problem. I feel like that's the bigger thing to tackle. This is just a way to be like, okay, fourth generation Harvard, how do we keep the, the heat off of them? Let's let's let the, uh, the Blacks and the Asians fight it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's why I find it so weird to choose Harvard. Like if you're trying to build a case like the advantage of the Fisher case going after the University of Texas was, you know, you've you've got this kind of well, a, a public institution and be one that doesn't have this legacy issue. Like it, inevitably, a case about affirmative action and Harvard is going to require some reckoning with the fact that dimble bumble shit the third is getting into this school with a solid c average and that's and a library named after his uncle right well yale could use an international airport no it makes sense though because getting in on your own merit includes being fucking rich and having (laughs) wealthy grandparents because you chose that you know yeah these folks shouldn't have just shouldn't have chosen in black or Asian. I mean, it's on them. Factually. <laughs> I mean, that is certainly the argument. Yeah, yeah I just that's the thing. I, I like why draw if your argument, if you're one of these people trying to tear down affirmative action in college admissions, like why choose a school that is going to necessarily involve making this a headline? I don't know. Like and maybe it won't because the media is stupid in this country. But if anyone's really paying attention, there's going to be a long conversation about the nature of what legacies do to admissions. Are you saying this should have started with ass law? <laughs> I mean, well, maybe like, yeah, or, or any kind of, well, I mean, I certainly they tried again. They did try to do <laughs> places like Texas. Uh, the other cases in the history of the court's affirmative action jurisprudence are like Michigan yes. Law School, UC Davis. Like they tend to go for these big public institutions and also institutions that obviously 
don't have weird money to legacy issues. It's just it's just weird to do one that's going to involve this conversation. That's all I thought. Well, they keep trying. Eventually, they'll hit on the right combination of facts and justices on the court where it'll be done. Hey, I mean, all of them except, I guess, ACB, uh, all of uh, most of them went to Harvard and Yale. So maybe uh, maybe they've made a tactical error when yeah, Alito, don't, don't go for the home. Team. When Alito finds out his kids can't go to college anymore. Now, maybe he'll uh, hmm. he'll come around. Real, real mess of that one. Cool. Well, let's see. We're coming close to the end. There's a couple that I wanted to quickly go through. Uh, there's a ton more cases, obviously, out there. But I wanted to just go through. Well, let's just do this one because I found it hilarious. Uh, Austin, Texas, speaking of the University of Texas, Austin, Texas is getting sued. They have a ordinance that says that you can't build digital billboards. You can on your own property, but not just generally, you can't build digital billboards. Uh, they are being sued on the argument that that amounts to content discrimination because it requires the city to look at the application and see what's on it, which means it's therefore content discrimination. That is wildly inaccurate. Well, that does seem to not be how content discrimination works. That is certainly what the district court believed too. The Fifth Circuit, on the other hand, oh, uh, dis- decided that this was viewpoint discrimination uh, <laughs> against people who like digital billboards, I guess. This is- Listen, I will see that this is facially goofy of an, of an argument, but based on the grade that I got in con law, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously, and, and maybe there is hope for the court on this because a number of them, ACB was a professor, right? And so if you wrote that in an answer on a con law test, you would not be getting full credit, my friends. This would never even be a con law fact pattern because it is so obvious. Yes, you would be considered. Yes, yes that, that's a great point. You would be considered hacky if yes. you made this your con law issue spotter because nobody would buy it. Yeah. Yes. To be clear, <laughs> to be clear, a month or two ago, you would have said the same thing about SBA. Well, oh. that is that is fair. All right. All right. So that, that is just right. It depends. And put an asterisk after you and be like, talk to me in a couple months once this resolves, because that's always the accurate answer. My teacher didn't like that. But hey, I'm able to sleep at night. Yeah, it's uh, it, uh, I just the Fifth Circuit is re- and they're, they're at the center of another case, too, which is trying to argue that a legislative body censuring one of their own members amounts to a First Amendment attack. That is also not accurate. I mean, I hate to be the originalist kind of person, but censuring people is, you know, that kind of old school parliament thing that everybody knew was legal back then. It's also what the hell is the impact to it? Nothing. That's the whole thing. Censuring is completely Oh God. It It is meaningless. You do need a harm at some point, don't you? Or Mel, not in the Fifth Circuit, apparently. What a God. Anyway. Well, okay. I'm still very hung hung up on this digital billboard nonsense. Okay. Because, uh, okay, I really don't think that they will get five justices to say that this is content discrimination. Oh, I want, I, all right, here's the new, new question. What are the odds that whoever, whether it's the majority or the dissent, what are the odds that whoever is pro the uh, plaintiffs in this case tries to twist Marshall McLuhan into the argument. Like, well, the medium is oh. the message. So digital has to be. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I, I'm, I'm eager to see the violence done to that sentence before this is all over. 
the point I found interesting was that let's say you had a digital billboard in front of a church, right? And you could mm-hmm. you could advertise your church. Yes. But using that same billboard, you could not advertise a church across the street. And that I find to be an inroads into making a content argument. Right. Yeah. You you can have digital billboards on your own property, but you can't like have a digital billboard along the freeway for whatever you're doing. But you also can't have a digital billboard on your property advertising for something that is not on your property. And that's the example. Right. Like, so that's right. and so that way, like it was like facially, I'm like, why can't you use your billboard to talk about whatever you want or. You know, why can't yeah. you talk about that other church? So I, I see it at least having, I don't think it's like a get this off the docket. I think it'll be like, wait, yeah. it's it might be dumb, but eh, you know, maybe. Yeah, I guess I guess there is some argument there that that is contenty because you have to at least make sure that they aren't. You're doing a lot of work. That is, that, that is some work. They, but but I mean, this see, this is why, you know, Chris just came from having to take con law issue spotters. So he's like thinking that way, like, well, but you know, what I'm, I'm just trying to put, I'm just trying yeah. to put my best foot forward in case somewhere down the line, McGarrion hears this. I want him to know he's still appreciated as a teacher, even though I fell asleep <laughs> in his class. That's all. <laughs> I can issue spot afterward. It was the room. The room had bad acoustics. Yeah. You know, that's it. Always. All right. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a perfect note to uh, wrap up this particular rundown of Supreme Court cases. Obviously, today, we, uh, we, as we're recording this, we just had the first arguments go. Clarence Thomas asked a question, even wow. though they're back in person. So it seems like this whole actually well, except for Kavanaugh. Well, right. Who's got COVID. And um, yeah, this is where you would say that, you know, we wish you the best for somebody who's sick. So I'm going to move on now that's to where we would say it. Yes, <laughs> that's we where would. we would say it. Uh, yeah, moving yeah. on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You should be subscribed to the show to get new episodes when they come out. You should be leaving reviews, stars, writing things that helps more people know that the show even exists. You should be listening to our other programs, The Jabot, which uh, Catherine hosts about women and minorities and diversity issues in law firms generally. That- yeah. Fair. Yeah. Diversity uh, in the law. Yeah. Diversity in the law. Uh, I uh, am a guest on the Legal Tech Week journalist roundtable. It sounds painful Legal when tech- you say the name of no, it every Legal- week. Yeah. Well, the problem is it it doesn't roll off the tongue. So you did not name this podcast. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Uh, it does not roll off the tongue. Uh, the journalist roundtable is a great name, but it doesn't like. But yeah. Legal Tech Journalist Roundtable. Yeah, that, that's not what it, the name is, though. That's the whole problem. Anyway, point is, you can listen to that, too. You should listen to the other shows by the Legal Talk Network. You should be reading above the law. That way you see these stories, obviously putting in another plug for that Supreme Court quiz to see how much you know about the upcoming term. And it has some fun little landing pages based on your score, you know, like mm-hmm. tell you how you did on the test. And anyway, uh, you should be following us on social media. I'm at Joseph Patrice. She's at Catherine one, the numeral one. Chris, you have a new, it's Williams rights. Is that it? I do. Wait one second. It is. Uh, I'm at rights for rent. Oh, okay. So, right. But for- my name is Williams rights. So yeah, look at that. Look at you doing those plugs. I need to learn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. So at rights for rent, uh, yeah. is the yeah I, I just knew the display handle I didn't realize mm. that wasn't the at but yes thanks to Noda powered by MT Bank and Lexicon for sponsoring the show of course and now I think that is everything so good luck to everyone out there in a new Supreme Court term. peace enjoy your billboards peace